102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel of Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today and high as 68. Kind of the same thing uh, as it was yesterday. Tomorrow, though, mostly sunny and high as 63. Cooler, but kind of nicer. It's 47 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. You're just going to be uh, listening to the podcast today. You should know it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Scott Zolak is going to join us after 8 o'clock today, so that's kind of exciting because we're going to be talking about Patriot football, which everybody wants to talk about right now. And today is also a Thunderbird Thursday. Your chance to win a big, fat prize pack just in time for the uh, the season to begin with the Springfield Thunderbirds. And also the keyword of cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Tell me something good. Listening to Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And the Doobie Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 67 today. Sunny and a high of 62 tomorrow. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. That's my favorite Doobie Brothers song, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, for some reason. I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you know. I got into the Doobie Brothers because of what's happening. Do you remember that show? I sure do. And remember the Doobie Brothers came to visit uh, Raj and uh, Rerun, Rerun and, and Dwayne? And, sure, yeah, and yeah. I remember at one point, uh, I think it was Dwayne or Rerun who said, yeah. which Doobie you be? Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, see, that's how I got into the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, that's was, how I discovered who the Doobie Brothers were. Totally understand why you so, would do that. So, uh, well, it was a little hist- uh, moment in my uh, memories. <laughs> Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Chris Rock took that Oscar slap for absolutely nothing. Because Will Smith and Jada Pinkett weren't even together when it happened. Really? Yeah. Jada is out promoting her new memoir, Worthy, in which she reveals that they've been living separate lives since 2016. Of course, they could have shared this news sooner, like when the word came out about Jada's entanglement with August Alsina, you know, the, or her, after the slap. You know, her son's best friend. Yeah. Uh, but in an interview with Hoda Kotb on the Today Show yesterday, Jada said they weren't ready because, quote, we were still trying to figure out the two of us how to be a partnership. After seven years, eight years, uh, how do you figure out how to, you can't manage that beforehand? Listen. It's time to move on, and it's time to let Entertainment Tonight know about it. And and their kids are grown now, right? That that that, that kid is uh, like in his twenties now. I believe so. The yeah, youngest one. I don't think you have to stick around for the kids when they've reached adulthood. Right. You can part your separate ways. Yeah. And not watch you watch your wife sleep with your son's friend. And you 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 don't have to commit career suicide by slapping some guy on the most watched television show in America. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't mind being the son's friend. Well, I mean, she's a lovely woman, but, uh, you know, she's also got some baggage, too. Yeah, but it's like, uh, do you ever, you ever have, like a, like, a kid you knew when you were younger and his mom was, like, you know, kind of hot? Yes. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. And then uh, this came true for that kid. It's like, wow, man, your mom's hot. Shut up, dude. I'll even show you pictures. 
Uh, Jada said a lot of things contributed to their split. Quote, I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both just still stuck in our fantasy of what mm. we thought the other person should be. Like that fantasy that includes, <laughs> like, you know, wishing you had the same career your husband did. Right. Yeah, that's usually a little jealousy going on there, I'm sure. In a separate interview with People, Jada said she and Will are, quote, doing some really heavy-duty work together. We just got deep love for each other, and we were going to figure out what that looks like for us. And we have been. For nine years. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, when you work through that, he'll be able to apologize to Chris Rock. When she when, lets him. When that happens. Yeah, when that happens. Uh, and matter of fact, in her upcoming uh, memoir, Jada reveals that Chris Rock once asked her out. It happened one summer when there were rumors that she and Will Smith were divorcing. He called her and said, quote, I'd love to take you out. Actually, she had her husband take him out. <laughs> But when they uh, no, she, he took that punch pretty, he put that slap pretty well. <laughs> but when she uh, told them they weren't divorcing, he uh, profusely apologized, and that was that. In her interview with People, Jada says she's quote she had my feelings hurt a lot by Chris over the years, and she thinks it goes back to a misunderstanding they had at the 2016 Oscars. That was the year that the hashtag Oscars So White campaign, which Jada was a very vocal supporter of, she even called for a boycott of the show. But Chris was the host last year, and she thinks he took it personally. In that same interview, Jada discussed the slap. She said, uh, like the rest of us, she initially thought it was a skit. She thought it was fake. Really? Yeah. She was like, there's no way Will just hit him. I, I wasn't. It wasn't until Will started to walk back to his chair that I even realized it was not a skit. The, Don't you uh, think that if it were a skit, you'd be kind of in the know about it, where he'd say, hey, by the way, just... Keep your eyes open. I'm going to slap Chris Rock in the face. Yeah, no, no, that's not that's not what happened. The first thing Jada said to Will once they were alone was, quote, are you okay? Jada says that the right right after the slap during a commercial break, Chris came to the end of stage and tried to apologize to her, but she told him, I can't talk about this now, Chris. This is some old stuff. As for the joke that prompted the slap, Jada uh, won't say it offended her, quote, I mean, that's what comedians do. I guess. I guess so. I suppose. I would have uh, just have to say that I'm not really here to make any judgment on how people decide to express themselves or their art. But I thought it was pretty cool that my fake husband uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit him. This cuckold piece of garbage that I call my husband is going to defend me in a way that it embarrasses everybody. Uh, Sherry Shepard had Joy Behar on her show yesterday. And they oh, talked, that had to be great. And they talked about Barbara Walters uh, and how Barbara once made sweet, sweet love to Richard Pryor. Sherry found this out from Paul Mooney, a stand-up comedian and a longtime collaborator of Richard's, who actually walked in on them in the act. Oh, Richard! <laughs> oh, Richard Pryor! Hey, Richard Pryor! <laughs> He's white. Yeah. He is crazy. Uh, Joey told Sherry, quote, Barbara liked a brother and revealed that she had a major crush on former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Oh, that Colin Powell. If we could just get into my panties all so well. <laughs> I love when you invaded a wan. Yeah. Be very, I mean, a whack. It was a whack. Uh, be very, very quiet. <laughs> Uh, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things has uh, some harsh words for people who are supporting the violence being perpetrated by Hamas against Israelis. In a lengthy Instagram post, he noted that while he's Jewish, he wants peace for both sides. But he asked everyone to, quote, uh, choose humanity over violence. And he noted that uh, after he posted a picture of a young, innocent girl whose life was taken at a music festival, 
People were posting nasty comments saying things like, nobody cares and she deserves that. Ouch. Uh, Noah said, quote, have people lost their minds? Stop. You either stand with Israel or you stand with terrorism. Shouldn't be a difficult choice. Shame on you. And that's about all I understand about that whole thing, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't really understand it. Not that I don't care. Of course I care. You're not an unfeeling guy, but it's a very complicated situation. It is a very complicated situation. We don't have time in four and a half hours to get to even the, the, the very basics of it. Uh, tomorrow is Friday the 13th, and Spirit Halloween has found a pretty cool way to celebrate. They're taking over the Blairstown Diner in New Jersey, which was uh, featured in the original Friday the 13th back in 1980. They're hosting events throughout the day, including axe throwing, free horror caricatures, horror face painting, and a bloody pie eating contest, which is the perfect segue to go into the uh, Kim <laughs> Caitlin thing. Last time I had a bloody pie eating contest. Kim Kardashian and her sister, uh, Courtney, are still in a heated argument over that whole uh, who they dated thing. Sure. The day. I'm sure she must have something to say. Yeah, she said, oh, my God, the last time I had a heated anything was when Ray J gave me the LeVar Blumpkin in that sex tape you can purchase <laughs> on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. It's a Blumpkin while watching Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. And, <laughs> and Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, ate a canoe full of moose meat. <laughs> I uh, stormed the sloppy yachtman. What do you... What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I uh, put on my doctor coat and gave her a slopperation. <laughs> it looked like a bulldog eating a ham sandwich with extra <laughs> tomato and mayo. Topped with bacon strips. Oh, it keeps going on, doesn't oh, it? Well, sometimes, sometimes you just got to get it out. Right? <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 in Boston with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny eventually, 67 for a high today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 62. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Got Scott Zolak coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. We got uh, the keyword to cash. It's Thunderbird Thursday. You know what I forgot that uh, we had coming up today? What? Jeff Plate from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, I love the TSO. TSO is uh, coming back to the area, both in Worcester and I, at Mohegan, and then we'll get you all that information, but we'll talk to him after 7. I shouldn't say I love the TSO. I like the TSO. But I'm not uh, like you're not going every year. I'm not, you know, it's not like uh, the Big E where I want to be there every year and eat a tater tot off the ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what would you eat off the floor at a TSO concert? Uh, you know, yeah. I'd, I'm more uh, likely to eat the f- something off the floor at a TSO con- uh, concert than off the the ground at the Big E. And don't forget, I don't know if you ever heard of this before, but uh, there's a comedy show tonight for twenty bucks for dinner and a show oh. over at the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee. I'm headlining it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you'll need to tell me about that later, and don't. Forget about it, because I want to get into the into the weeds on that one. Well, more people want to hear about what's for dinner than what's for dessert. You know what I mean? I'm the dessert, and it's either 
it's either going to be the best dessert you ever had yeah. or it's going to be the dessert at the end of a Chinese buffet it where could, you're like, uh, is this really dessert? You could you could look at it in, in, in two ways. Yeah. Like you could look at it as like, oh, I get to enjoy dinner and a show or I can get to enjoy dinner and have to put up with a show. Yes, it all depends yeah. on, on your perspective. Yeah. So uh, tonight, a Love Comedy Club, 7 o'clock. So be there. All right. All right. Um, I want to talk about something scary. I want to scare the living bejesus out of you. Are you ready for that? Yes. Uh, we talk a lot about AI and AI. You know this with this uh, this release of Chat B- GPT within the last couple of years and people messing around with it. AI has been around for quite some time. It's just now it's getting more advanced. And if you saw that thing on sixty Minutes the other day. Yeah, this is, the, this is the guy that kind of single-handedly figured this all out yeah. and, and how uh, and how he put it together. Did did you see all of it? I didn't see all of it, but <sighs> it, but some of the explanations that he was saying were like we don't we don't know what this thing is going to do. We he, don't know if these systems are going <laughs> to learn what they're going to learn and how like they could become human-like and they are almost uh, yeah. they are already. This this mm-hmm. guy uh, left no confidence. In no. this process at all, because he said just that. He said, listen, you know, AI learns from its experience and learns from not necessarily mistakes, but they never forget the things they didn't do right. Right. So you're always correcting and always learning new things, but there's no limit to its access to the yeah. things that it learns. So at some point, does AI begin to act more human and right. have those kinds of reactions or do they always continue to be machines and i thought this is gonna be great for all of us i can see all no, the bad things just not. completely yeah. die you're know, falling on us like a tidal wave it's uh it's it's pretty damn scary and uh you know i don't know have you ever seen the you, you scroll tiktok sure once in a while right yeah or every day i do every day i scroll tiktok sometimes several times a day uh and you you stumble across those live videos that they have showing there's people like doing live performances or live talks or what, whatever they're doing and so the the one i like the guy who does the crane he does the uh he does the shipping container crane you ever see that yeah one? i've seen him yeah and that guy he's very cocky but he should be because he makes like it was something crazy like uh, five hundred dollars an hour or something like that that he was telling everybody. It's a make. skilled position. Uh, but 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 I kind of like how that uh, right off the shipping docks the guy's taking the containers off the ship. Yeah. Um, but there's another one. There's a lot of these gamers out there that do that Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. I thought I, when I first saw this thing, I was like, wow, this guy's like. His guy's got a camera inside of a plane. Yeah, I like, know. like, like I thought it was so real looking that it took me probably a good two or three minutes when, as he was talking, to realize this is a video game. This isn't even a. This isn't. Yeah. This is fake, but it looks so real. And, well, and that's and that's fine if that's what you're going to use AI for. If you're going to use yeah. it for gaming or something like that, well, that's there's no that's well, no big problem. Well, it's now being used as warfare. One viral video claims to show a Hamas fighter shooting down an Israeli helicopter, but it's not real. It's a clip from a video game called Arma Three. A video purporting to show an Israeli woman being attacked in Gaza was filmed in 2015 in Guatemala. An unverified voice message circulating on WhatsApp, along with the note forwarded many times, says a military official has instructed Israelis to stock up on cash, fuel, and groceries. Fake accounts posing as BBC journalists 
and the Jerusalem Post newspaper spread false information widely before being suspended by X, which is formerly Twitter. In the wake of Hamas' surprise attack on Israel and the escalation into war over the weekend, social media platforms and messaging apps are awash in viral rumors, misleading images and videos, and outright falsehoods, making it hard for people in Israel, Gaza, and around the world seeking information and facts about the conflict. Many online videos are being taken out of context or mischaracterized, a frequent occurrence in the breaking news situations where interest is high but verified information is hard to come by. This is scary because this is telling people, you know, most people when they open up an app and they see a shocking video like this one, Oh, my God. Like, your reaction is, oh, my God, how are they doing this to people? How could they just shoot a plane out of a sky? Yeah. How could they uh, let this woman, uh, you know, uh, do things and her not face any consequences for it? It's it's fake. Think about how this could affect simple things like news stories. Yeah. Elections. You know, campaigning. Um, your own employment. I mean, all these things. I mean, because, you know. Human beings, I don't know if you are aware of this, can sometimes be very gullible and believe yeah. what they see. And if they see it, they say, well, then it must be true. Well, now with AI, can you really do that? No. You can't. Nothing would be able to. There's nothing distinguishable between what is real and what is artificial. You really have to be vigilant <laughs> and you have to not take things for what they are on the surface. Because if you do then you're probably going to get duped. And I think all of us are eventually going to get duped by... I was duped by that video when I saw it for the first time. Sure. I'm like, holy crap. And then you realize that it's not even real. It was, a, And they show the scene of the video game that it came from. On the other hand, you could look at this and say, well, this is now a teachable moment for us as a society. Very yeah. much like, you know, like privacy was with social media or with the internet and how yeah. we kind of, you know transformed as a culture because yeah. of it if you had ai as a possible distraction from truth or fiction then it would mean that uh, that humans would have to find corroborating information mm-hmm. to report on anything correctly yeah you'd, you'd have to vet every single thing and while that may be cumbersome that may be our only line of defense between understanding of the realities of the world and understanding that there may be agendas behind what we see in a way we've never even seen because it's fake. Well, I mean, it's already been happening as far as, like, news headlines go. Sure. For for years. That's always That's been going on for years. You know, you see always see that Florida man story where they're like, oh, this guy, you know, did meth. Uh, I don't know. It, it's some, some crazy story that came up about a guy that d- it didn't even really exist. L- look how we react to propaganda yeah. already. Yeah. And look how we reacted to it, you know, 15 years ago, five years ago. You know, we often fall into the trap of buying whatever is told to us. If you have like a like a belief system and all of a sudden there's some propaganda, which may not necessarily be entirely true, but it falls in line with your basic thinking. You could manipulate opinion. You can manipulate, uh, you know, people's reactions to things. I mean, that's. That's overwhelming, and and you have to think about well, then what could, what could we do, to prevent yeah. this from getting out of hand? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. And you know, uh, 
to you know, not, I'm not st- I'm not like I'm not trying to start controversy here. I'm just talking about what the process of how these things work. Th- that whole thing about the furries wanting the the litter boxes in the schools, yeah, it's fake. There is not one solid, solidified instance of somebody wanting a litter box in a school put in a bathroom. See, it I doesn't. Dis- it doesn't. It doesn't exist. I disagree. I know a guy who knows a guy whose cousin yeah, once told it, him, and this is what that I'm there are furries yeah. in the high schools. Dropping trowel yeah. and leaving leaving something behind in the box. I I get it. I get it that you have convictions and you want to believe something is true because it's like yes, we have become so ridiculous that that is a very plausible thing to happen. But if you really do the research on it, there's not one verified source of information that that is even true. And that's what happens. Something gets released, and they say, you know, remember, the lie goes around the world three times before it's proven false. These lies are going around the world millions of times, billions of times, before anybody realizes that, hey, this wasn't even true. But it's already been set in people's head that it is true. But imagine being, you know, so becoming so cynical that you now believe nothing. Well, now we're almost there. Yeah. There's nothing to believe. You know what? Stick with this show. We got you covered. No, no, no. We're going to lie right to your big fat faces. No, we, we'll just ignore everything. Oh, well, that we can do. Yeah. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 627 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be sunny eventually with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 62. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm back to these musical podcasts this week. A brand new bonus episode put up uh, this morning. Bonus. With, uh, with Lorena McKinnett. She is a Celtic world music singer out of Canada. Uh, her career is unbelievable. She sold more than 14 million albums. She's won a Grammy Awards, Juno Awards. She sang for the Queen. She sang at the opening ceremonies of the 2010 uh, Olympics in Vancouver, but the story that uh, that she's got is really amazing. Not only uh, did she have a, a terrible loss in her life, where her husband and brother both died in a uh, in a boating accident, she was also part of a landmark privacy case in which a friend of hers wrote a book about it without her permission, oh. and she won. It's an amazing, amazing story, and it's available right now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Spotify and rock102.com. Also, Barry Andrews from uh, Shriekback was my guest on Monday. That interview and all the interviews are still available on rock102.com. Oh, they sing uh, Le Shriek. No, that was uh, that was Le Chic. That was, sh- that was just Chic. Chic. With freak out. Le freak, freak out. Yes. Le freak. This no, is Le a freak. Shriek back. No, no, no. Wait, you're thinking of uh, Swing Out Sister. Steve, you know me. I'm always thinking about Swing Out Sister. Yeah, that's Breakout. <laughs> hey, do you want to laugh? Please. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. You know, I always wanted to become a professional sperm donor. Really? Yeah, I had my slogan sign already. Wait till you get a load of this guy. Hi! <laughs> But you let all that opportunity slip through your fingers. Back 32 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more 
at GaryRomHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A man from Springfield found guilty of kidnapping and raping an 11-year-old girl back in 2020 will be sentenced today. Miguel Rodriguez was convicted in a jury wave trial last month on several charges, including kidnapping and sexual assault. Well, police say the victim was walking home from her bus stop in Springfield on January 15th of 2020 when she was abducted. An Amber Alert was issued, and the victim, along with Rodriguez, were found hours later on the mass turnpike in Sturbridge. The defense had argued that Rodriguez was in the middle of a schizophrenic episode and such should not be held criminally responsible. The prosecution, however, argued that Rodriguez had planned the attack and even practiced it days before. At sentencing Thursday, Judge Jeremy Bucci will decide whether Rodriguez goes to prison or whether he serves his sentence at Bridgewater State Hospital, the state's facility for criminally uh, insane people. Uh, months after a Superior Court jury found retired Westfield police officer Brian Fanyon guilty of murdering his wife, the case will now be featured nationally on television. This Friday, t- uh, the case will f- be featured on an episode of A&E's Killer Cases at 9 p.m. The episode will take a look at the homicide investigation and prosecution of Brian Fanyon. On March 22 of 2023, Brian was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole the same day he was found guilty by a Superior Court jury for first-degree murder in the 2018 homicide of his wife, Amy. The jury in this case uh, returned the verdict just a few hours into the second day of deliberation. Amy's death was initially ruled a homicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and Brian's department-issued handgun was the weapon used. The toxicology report stated that there were no substances found in Amy's system. Brian was found guilty of killing her during an argument while he was home on his lunch break. Assistant DA Mary Sandstrom said that Brian didn't want to give up half his pension to his wife, Sandstrom cited internet searches on Brian's work computer at the Westfield Police Department that included the effects of divorce on a pension. Uh, investigators also found internet searches were done for GSR, also known as gunshot residue, days and hours before the uh, Amy's death. Sandstrom claims that Brian would have not had to look up those videos at work because he was not assigned to any investigations during that uh, period relating to gunshot residue. Hmm. Other uh, searches on that computer included household poisons and other things that people could easily easily overdose on. Well, I mean, what married man hasn't looked that up? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I used to look that up all the time. Yeah, hey, I, uh, what kind of poisons? Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, you know, how is a divorce going to affect my retirement? Yes, but you also didn't. Include them with searches of how to get rid of someone or yeah, well, uh, gunshot residue. Or, listen, uh, we've all watched TV shows where we get to, where it sparks a Google search, and yeah, you know, it doesn't mean we're looking to dispose of a body or anything like that. It just means uh, just curious. You know, there was a what was um, what was that movie with Tom Cruise where they were predicting crimes would happen. Uh, Remember that one where yes. they dropped the memory balls and then the balls would come up and then it would show somebody who was thinking about committing a crime and right. then like, they arrested this one guy for murdering his wife when he didn't you know hadn't actually done it but they had uh, they had seen it. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the I don't remember the uh, the exact movie. Yeah. I kind of remember the the basic plot of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hey, listen, dude, He's, you kind of. You got to ask yourself all kinds of questions when you when you jump the broom when you when you get married you get hitched. Got a lot, like a lot of questions. Well, that's another one of those things that, uh, like AI, 
you know, you're going to wind up having uh, maybe a criminal justice system someday that uh, accuses you of committing a crime before you even committed it. Yeah. Because it, it knows what you're thinking. Now, if you're supposed to be guilty, uh, you're supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty. Minority Report was the name of the movie. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But if you're uh, innocent until proven guilty and all of a sudden AI comes around. Yeah. Well, then how do you defend yourself against that? I don't know. You, you need the, a very smart lawyer and a whole stack of cash to get through that kind of uh, that kind of problem. Yeah, you let the AI computers fight it out. Uh, Aiden Kearney, the uh, blogger behind the Massachusetts news brand Turtle Boy, was arrested Wednesday on charges brought by a special prosecutor. Kearney has been reporting on the Karen Reed case and rallying supporters who believe that she is the subject of a cover-up in the town of Canton. Uh, Karen Reed has been charged with second-degree murder in the death of Officer John O'Keefe in January 2022 outside of a home in Canton. She is accused of hitting O'Keefe with her car and leaving him to die in the snow. She has pleaded not guilty. Kearney was arrested in uh, Stoughton. Stoughton. How do you Stoughton. 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 Isn't that the stuff you get on top of a beer or uh, the kind of beer? Uh, no, Steve, that would be a stout. Yeah. What about uh, what about the little teapot who was short and, and also- stout? Yeah. Yes. All right. then, but there's no handle or spout. Anyway, he was arraigned there on charges of intimidating a witness, a juror, police, or court official in conspiracy. The judge ordered he stay away and have no contact with the people who he's accused of intimidating. According to NBC Boston, Kearney left the courtroom as his supporters applauded him. He vowed not to change a thing. I will not be intimidated. I will not be silenced. And then we will continue our journey. I've been following a little bit of this, but it's so complicated that I don't. If only were, there were like some sort of muckraking website you could read that would explain all of this. Well, he's got, I mean, if you go on his page, I honestly didn't really pay attention to this until it was kind of too late. And by the time I got to it, it was like part story, part like 86 he was on. And now he's up to 100 and something. Right. Yeah, to go back and read all that stuff, that's just, uh, well, it takes and, too long. And it's a very, uh, I don't know, the whole the whole presentation of the website isn't, uh, isn't for me. I'm actually interested to see how this turns out. <clears throat> well, because if, you know, I'm trying to put this in a way where I'm just uh, trying to be... Uh, Keep an open mind about this whole thing. Sure. I don't know nothing about what he did, why he's being accused of of witness intimidation, who he intimidated, right. who he's accused of doing it. But, you know, there's quite a few counts on there. It does kind of uh, make you wonder if you're asking so many questions and then somebody finally charges you with something. Were you really harassing somebody or were you just are you just trying to be kept quiet? By somebody else. It's a good question. I don't See, know. And I don't know. And like I said, I don't know nothing about uh, any of this stuff. Mostly because I like to concern myself with uh, non-controversial topics. Sure. Like ketchup and hot dogs. Ketchup or- and, well, controversial. Uh, that's not. Harmlessly r- controversial. Harmlessly yeah, controversial. Yeah, I mean, not, no one's going to prison because you didn't like uh, the ketchup and a hot dog. Uh, West Street was closed from Park Street to School Street in Chicopee as police uh, investigated reports of shots fired just around 6.30 last night. Multiple police units were called to West Street for a report of the shots fired. Caution tape had blocked off a portion of the street from Park to School Street where police were currently investigating. No injuries were reported. As of 9.12 p.m., the road reopened. <laughs> and that's all the information that 22 could get. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't need any more information than that. 
long as it's been reopened, I'm I'm good. That's like uh, yesterday's news now. Well, I I'm glad to, I'm glad we're getting down to the nitty gritty of around here. Well, at least someone's following up and saying, yeah, and it's now open. No, they're following up and going, oh yeah, we put a period where we meant to put a comma. <laughs> we didn't want anybody to think we we write run on sentences around here. All no. The time. The uh, West Springfield Police Department is seeking the public's help in identifying a female who was involved in a shoplifting incident on Tuesday. According to police, the female entered an older model Chevy Impala with no front or rear license plates that was waiting in the fire lane adjacent to the exit of the store. Anyone with information about the suspect is asked to call is asked to contact Detective Latino at uh, you know two six three three two one zero. Detective Latino. That's the guy's name. That's got to be his last name. It's gotta not like be. they're describing him as he's a Latino. Well, to me, that would be irrelevant. You just you just need to know the guy's name. Well, it's uh, it's either that or Detective Katie. Oh, my God. I am so busy right now. Detective Latino, can you take over this investigation for me? Does this uniform make me look hippie? I don't know. How come nobody was outside of that store watching somebody with no license plates on the front of their car idling in the fire lane? You know what? If I went and parked in a fire lane, I'd get a ticket or towed immediately. Of course you would. And there's somebody with no license plates, parks out in front of a store, ready to run in and shoplift, and nobody nobody sees anything. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Something odd about that car that's sitting illegally parked in a fire lane running. Well, you know, as a, as a would-be... Uh, 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 you know, witness. I'm not so sure that I notice who's got their stickers and whether they're up to date. You know, as a regular, you know, Joe citizen, I don't yeah. really pay that much attention to everybody else's problems. Maybe you should. Maybe you should start paying attention to other people's problems. I'm too Get, busy focused on my listen, own. Listen, don't mind your business anymore. Get involved. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. You see two people going at it. Get involved. Yeah. What yeah. could what could possibly go wrong? Nothing's gonna happen to no. you. You're gonna you're gonna keep the peace. So two guys are stabbing each other with knives. You get right in the middle of that and push them away. Yeah. Yeah. They'll ne- they'll never go after you. You're just a you've you've distracted and uh, and and smoothed it all out. Yeah. This is not the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge uh, course description either. This has nothing to do with the Steve Nagel. I believe this, this is extra is, credit. Yeah. I believe this is. Uh, this is Kellogg Community College that you learn all that stuff at. <laughs> hey, let's do something stupid. Okay. Oddly enough, community college in that situation uh, is not starting with a C. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 62. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Attention, football. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 68 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 62. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hockey is back in Springfield. And this Saturday, hang out with the Rock 102 road crew at the uh, at the Springfield Thunderbirds. Open up their 2023-24 season at the Mass Mutual Center against the Hartford Wolfpack. The road crew will be there at the Plaza at MGM Springfield. For the Community Bank pregame block party, which goes from 4 until 6, fun for the whole family. It's the opening night at the Springfield Thunderbirds this Saturday with Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. And by the way, we will have a Thunderbird Thursday prize pack to give away a little bit later on this morning. 
Uh, yeah, that's the uh, the big <clears throat> bougie pack with the uh, koozies and it's got it's got everything on the glass and all that. It's got everything. That'll be fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have three stories about idiots who tried to hide contraband in creative hiding places. Okay. Okay. You you tell me which one you think is your favorite. And number one, a man in Texas was pulled over yesterday, and when police searched his car, they found two kilos of cocaine hidden in a box of Frosted Flakes. He also had $10,000 in cash stashed inside a headphone box. They're great. Okay. Um, Number two, a police officer in the U.K. saw two males acting suspiciously in a park when it looked like they were uh, hiding something in a tree stump. Then they ran off, but the cop dug into the tree stump and found 121 mini packages of cocaine. Police are still trying to find all the rightful owners. Okay? Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people calling the lost and found on that one. Hey, I found all this cocaine in a tree stump in the park. Do you know <laughs> if anybody belongs? Has anybody claimed that? Is anybody missing that? Uh, would you mind if I took like half? Yeah, if I, if I keep this on for 30 days, can I keep it? <laughs> Police in uh, California pulled over a car after seeing it driving around without headlights. They searched the car and found a carload of drugs, including meth, coke, Xanax, and fentanyl. Uh, plus a loaded gun, which was hidden in a pizza box on top of a full uneaten pie. You're putting a gun on top of the pie? Yeah, the gun should go under the pie. The gun should be anywhere near the pie. What if the thing goes off? Well, I mean, you need a place to store the gun. If you got the box, you got to put it somewhere. Put it under the paper, under that wax paper underneath I don't, the, pa- I don't, the pie. I don't, I don't like that. Um, One, it, it, you ever try cleaning like, like pizza grease off a gun? Yeah. It's not easy. That takes time. I tried to clean chicken soup up off a countertop yesterday, and that didn't even work out that well. Not that simple. Uh, I like the Frosted Flakes guy the best. I think that if you're going to, you know, you might as well go with the breakfast cereal. Well, there's a lot of settling uh, in the shipment of it, that box, so right. there's a lot of room for a, for a handgun. Yeah, so, like, uh, it looks like a g- big, giant box of Frosted Flakes, but when you open it up, it's only half filled with cocaine. Well, that's to keep it from that's to keep it from bouncing into each other when it's when it's being transported. Yeah. The only reason the gun is in there, officer, is because I don't want anybody touching uh, my cereal. Uh, I would have went with uh, maybe a cocoa puffs or uh, something to make you cuckoo. Frosted Flakes, I guess, has more of a, a cocaineish look to it. Mm, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, until you start, you know, snorting the sugar or, off the cornflakes. That's the code word: Frosted Flakes. Right, right, and you're putting that in the boxes. Well, I don't know. I was there was. I'm not going anywhere with this. I, oh, I, I thought you were going like there was a no. A you thread. you thought there was a point or a punchline, and I don't have either one of those. Well, I didn't want to just impose that on you, like assuming that one was on the way. Listen, I'm just trying to make it here, okay? <laughs> one, yeah, well, one day yeah, I get you know, it. I totally understand. You know, one day I I might make a name for myself around here. <laughs> You might yeah. at some point. If you work real hard at it, Steve, yeah. you might have a long, long broadcast career. By the way, did I mention there's a $20 uh, comedy show and dinner tonight at the Loft Comedy Club that I'll be headlining? Well, no, you didn't, Steve. Yeah. you can f- Actually, hopefully there'll be punchlines there well, let's instead hope so. of here. It's 656 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here comes the money. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Boston Celtics begin their dominating regular season this Tuesday night at home against the Knicks. And while all the recent excitement and hubbub about the team, you can see how a guy like me can lose track of uh, what the Celtics have been doing off the court. I know I certainly haven't paid much attention to the business side of the team. However, NBC Sports released a story yesterday that immediately caught my eye. And it has nothing to do with the Celtics trading for Drew Holiday or picking up Chris Stapps Borzingis in the offseason. According to the story, for the last several years, the Boston Celtics have been writing very large paychecks to former Celtic great Kevin Garnett. And they've been doing it every year since he retired from basketball in 2016. How much is KJ still getting paid? Well, according to NBC, the Celtics have been paying him $5 million a year. You see, back when Garnett was still an active player in Boston, he and the Celtics agreed to a provision in his contract in which $35 million of his salary was deferred. In doing so, the Celtics agreed to pay him money for the first seven years of his retirement. That means that his final $5 million check will come sometime next year. Meaning that after the gravy train pulls into the depot, everybody gets off, including the Celtics who no longer have to pay. Now, as a guy who only has 2,894 days left to go before I can retire from this godforsaken business, all I have to say is this. That sort of deferred salary business sounds like one hell of a good deal. And while it's hardly unprecedented in the world of sports, it certainly gets me thinking. How could I make something like that work out best for me? Well, as it turns out, I can't. Because while it's great if you have a deal like a three-year contract for $36 million with the Boston Celtics, it's not such a good idea if you don't. Because giving $5 million to Kevin Garnett every year is the equivalent of giving me 28 bucks and a gift card to any participating Jiffy Lube location. All great stuff, but it's hardly a deferred check for $5 million going to a guy with a net worth of $120 million. And just so we're clear, that guy's not me either. But hey, enough of my yappin'. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm driving by your house the other day. Hate to say it, notice a few rough patches on the lawn. You're going to need to go to Rocky's for a bag of Scott's Easy Seed Patch and Repair. 10-pound bag, 36 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Available now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from account. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven. And Aerosmith on Rock 102. Why didn't you go with the Wizards in Winter? I could do that too. All I got to do is uh, press a button. Oh, to do there that. you go. I see. You I like get that better. I, gets my energy level up higher. One of my favorites. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Gonna have uh, two shows in Massachusetts. Ooh. They'll have uh, you'll have to see them at the, the DCU Center in Worcester on November 25th, and then they'll be at Mohegan. Oh, that won't be in Massachusetts, not in Massachusetts, no, but it's not. close enough on the 26th. But you can see them like back-to-back days if you really wanted to. It's only 50 miles away from Massachusetts. Easy, Pretty close. Not a big deal. Right. Anyway, uh, TSO tickets are uh, on sale now, and on the phone is uh, drummer Jeff Plate from uh, from TSO. Jeff, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Yeah, How are you guys doing? getting ready for the uh, the big season, or you're actually already in it, into it already, right? <laughs> yeah, this is all this is all part of it. But yeah, rehearsals start here in a couple of weeks, so we're we're getting excited for it. So um, you actually going to be in our area a couple of times uh, in November on the 25th. You'll be at the DCU Center in Worcester, and the following night you'll be at Mohegan. 
you know, I, I I know that TSO has like a couple of different uh, you know bands kind of running simultaneously, so you can maximize as many possible shows as you can uh, squeeze in. Is that is that still the way it is? Yes, we've been operating like that since the year two thousand. And when we when we first started touring in ninety nine, it was just seven shows. You know, Paul O'Neill wanted to wanted to see how well this was going to work live. The following year, we had so many show requests. We had more requests than we had days to do the tour. So this is when him and his management team decided, well, let's let's split the original tour or the original group in two, fill out the cast, and this is going to allow us to cover all these dates and cover all this territory. So. Yeah, for over 20 years, we've been running with, with two bands during the holiday season. And a uh, huge following. I mean, everywhere, every, every every year around this time of year, people are like, hey, are you going to do TSO tickets this year? I can't wait to go see them again. I mean, you guys have built up this great <laughs> fan base. That, that I think that's pretty awesome, too. It, it really is. And the vision of Paul O'Neill, you know, he wanted to create something that was going to be entertainment for everybody that it was going to be timeless, that it was going to be passed on from generation to generation. And the man succeeded in, in doing that. So we've, uh, you know, we've had the, the, the luxury of, of doing these tours since 1999, like I mentioned. And the fan base just grows every year. And it's, it's really incredible that this, this has become a holiday tradition for, for millions of people. And, you know, I don't say that lightly, but there's a, there's a very strong sentiment of, of that with, with so many people. And it's, it just seems to get bigger and better every year. The thing that 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 blows me away about TSO, and again, you know, Jeff Plate is on the phone with us, is that when it comes to like receipts and uh, tickets sold, the amount of money you guys make in a very short period of time, you're still one of the highest drawing acts in the world as far as as far as uh, you know, audience and 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 revenue that that's built. And you guys use a lot of that money for charitable causes, which I think is really amazing that, that you do. Cause not the way the business of, of uh, concerts is this year. It's not always the most generous, uh, you know, industry out there. Yeah. Considering our ticket prices, which, which Paul O'Neill from the very beginning, you know, insisted <laughs> on keeping them reasonable. So, so, so you could bring your family, you know, and not have, mm-hmm. not have to take out a loan to do that. Um, but over the years, we've donated over $18 million to local charities. You know, every city that we play in, we, we donate $1 per ticket, and it, and it goes to a local charity. And it's just, it really is pretty cool to sit back and look at that number and that figure. But but as you mentioned, you know, the, the Polestar just released something. I think we're number 11 out of all the touring acts during the year. And, and like you mentioned, we, we do these tours in just a little over seven weeks. But we're playing to close to a million people between the two groups, so... It's highly successful, you know, major arenas selling them out twice a day. It, it really is something else. You know, I don't know what you're talking about with these ticket prices. Uh, I got a 30-year fixed rate on some Taylor <laughs> Swift stuff. Uh, and, and maybe you guys could, could up the price, too. And, uh, yeah, it's easy to get financing these days. You know, arenas should do that. You get a fixed rate on ticket prices yeah. for X amount of time. And that, but uh, but, yeah, you look at some of these ticket prices for, for some of these acts that are, that are out there. It's like, holy cow. But like I said, Paul, Paul was very conscious of the fact that we are doing this tour every year. Families are coming. You know, he wanted people to relax and enjoy the show without worrying about that. So, you know, it, it's funny because not too long ago, there was a story uh, of, uh, of Roger Waters, uh, 
uh, doing a show where it, rather than playing music and singing songs, he decided to read from his autobiography for a full hour and people were rock, walking out of there in droves. Uh, you've never done that, right? You never just like sat back. Okay, listen, <laughs> I want to read a, a, a book that I've been uh, ruminating about. I don't think I'm that interesting, so I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do that personally. But but to that point, you know, TSL, I mean, a big part of our show is the story segment of the show, that we have a narrator who, who tells the story in between the songs. Uh, this year, the story that we're doing is called The Ghost of Christmas Eve. Uh, we've, done this, we've done this particular story many, many times. Uh, fan favorite, the band loves doing it, and this is, this is basically the soundtrack to the uh, the TV special that we recorded back in 1999. So there is a little bit of an element to that in our in our TSO show. You know, Paul was always very good at writing some really nice stories along with these albums. But uh, I don't know. I don't think our audience would be uh, would be expecting that or, or appreciate that. Too much, but, <laughs> yes, hey, but you know, but, it works for some people. But remember, the stories that you tell on stage actually lead into a song. <laughs> Whereas Roger yeah. Waters is just like, listen to my manifesto. We're going to stay on the dark side of the moon all night long tonight. For an hour. For an hour. Yep. Uh, uh, my Paul was a smart guy. Paul was a smart guy. He, he learned a lot over the years, and that was one thing he, he scared away from, for sure. Uh, uh, Wizards in Winter is one of my favorite tunes. I think I, I, there's just something about that that just kind of gets you not only in the holiday mood, but in that rocking mood. Like, yeah, let's see some Christmas lights on some houses around here, huh? Is that is that the kind of feel that you go for? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that song in particular, it, it's high energy. It's it's up-tempo. It's just got a great melody to it. You know, it does. It makes you, you know, you feel excited when you hear that song, and it did. But you mentioned the the house lights. This yeah. this is really the popularity of Wizards in Winter began with a man in Cincinnati who was part of this club that decorated their houses with lights and programmed them to music. And Wizards in Winter was the song. Well, you know the local TV station got a hold of this. YouTube got a hold of it. Next thing you know, we got a hold of it, and then Miller Light came along. Had this had this ad campaign idea, and they were sponsoring NFL primetime that year. And Wizards in Winter was on ESPN like every half hour, so that was one of those little things that you didn't expect, but took advantage of the popular or the the exposure the song was getting. And you know that was a period in time when TSO really jumped in sales and popularity and attendance in our shows. Now, let me ask you this, Jeff, because you've been involved in this since 1999, so pretty much since the, the very beginning, you, leave, you, know, you and Paul went at, in Sabotage, and then you, all of a sudden it's TSO. Who else has been in the band that long? Are you, are you the, the longest-serving member of TSO now? No. So I joined Sabotage in 94, 1994, and that is Paul O'Neill was managing and producing and writing for the band then. So that's when I began working for Paul. But Paul O'Neill, John Oliva, myself, Chris Caffrey, Johnny Middleton, uh, Al Petrelli, and Zach Stevens, and Bob, or Paul's uh, co-writer at the time, uh, Bob Kinkle, he, uh, th that was the group that kind of spilled over from Sabotage into TSL. And as I mentioned earlier, when, when we did the original tour, it was basically, you know, Sabotage plus vocalists, plus a string player, plus an extra keyboard player. 
So that was the original group of people that were separated. So to this day, myself, Chris Caffrey, Al Petrelli, and Johnny Middleton are still part of this. Chris Caffrey and I do the East Coast. Johnny and, and Al are on the West Coast. But yeah, we've all been working together for close to 30 years coming up. It's uh, just been an incredible run. Absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Jeff Platon, the TSO, we're going to be at the DCU Center in Worcester on the 25th of November. The following night, the 26th, they're going to be at Mohegan Sun. Jeff, it's always great to talk to you. Have a great tour this year. Thank you, man. Take care. Thank Appreciate you. it. Jeff Plate from TSO with Bax Bye. and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home. Two Springfield's classic rock. It's 728 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's much better at it than I am. Uh, let's see. Scott Zolak coming up after 8 o'clock. We got a, it's a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll give away a prize pack that is extraordinarily exciting in uh, a little while. And uh, the keyword to cash, all coming up in one show. Ooh, that's uh, that's wh- quite the show you got there. Oh, listen, I like to when I give it to you, Steve. I like to give it to you hard. Uh, really? I'm talking about the show. Oh, because uh, I was gonna say I haven't felt any kind yeah. of pressure in uh, you know the last few months. Hey, speaking of shows, aren't you supposed to be doing something tonight that's uh, thrilling? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's a comedy club in Chicopee, <laughs> and for twenty bucks you can get dinner, and not only dinner. You can get a bunch of comedians, too. And really? I'll be, and I'll be headlining that tonight. So that's in a, between shoes, you have to endure a comedy show? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow, that's going to be fun. So if you want tickets, uh, you can check out uh, Marty Caproni's uh, social media there, and uh, he's got a he's got a code that you can send him Venmo for tickets. Or you just go to the door. Or you just, Well, you got to go to the door, but you know what? It's going to be, it's going to, It's uh, they've already sold quite a few tickets. So uh, I would suggest getting there early, right when the door is open at seven, if you want a seat. Uh, otherwise, you got to buy the tickets ahead of time. Oh boy, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do that. Speaking of, uh, no good. Oh no, no <clears throat> uh, we have a couple of minutes, right? Yeah, we got, we, we're in no we rush. Got plenty of time. This is our, it's our show. show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Our here. names are on it, Steve. Uh, I was reading this article yesterday. Taylor Swift. I'm going to see this tomorrow night. By the way, on my birthday, I'm spending my birthday at the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Wow. But not the actual Eras Tour. It's the movie, The Eras Tour, which saves me somewhere uh, roughly in the amount of $5,000 for not going to an actual Taylor Swift concert. Well, don't, whatever you do, don't ruin it because we're going next weekend. But my uh, my youngest is a, is a big Swifty, and uh, I'm a Swifty uh, somewhat myself. Really? Yeah. Mm. My uh, my wife, Jenny, loves Taylor Swift, and, yeah. uh, and I... Sit and listen to it with her. Oh, are you going to go to the movie this weekend? Next weekend. Next week. Next Saturday. Okay. Well, it's it's been said that Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, is saving movie theaters. A short list of things Taylor Swift has radically altered over the course of her relatively young career, the concert industry, Nashville, Apple Music, the NFL, memes, the vocal cords of girls age through 12, Ticketmaster, the SEO profiles of Jake Gyllenhaal and Joe Alwyn and John Mayer and Harry Styles and Matt Healy, the very concept of social media marking U.S. presidential elections, all of that stuff. She's very important. And now the world's most famous pop star is set to save or at least very uh, or at least at the very least seismically transform the movie theater business. Uh, tomorrow, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, is opening in theaters in more than 100 countries, including Canada, with the film guaranteed a minimum four-weekend run, far longer than a typical one- or two-night engagement concert uh, that normally would receive. Directed by Sam Wrench, running a Scorsese-sized 169 minutes, the movie follows Swift's sixth headlining concert tour, which has taken the United States by storm. 
sending fans into a frenzy in order to secure tickets. The film is not being screened in, uh, for Canadian media ahead of its release. And why should it? This is the most critic-proof movie to come along in ages. They're absolutely right about that. No matter who would say the bad thing about Taylor Swift era's tour, you're right. outnumbered. You well, are outnumbered, and you can't... The problem is, yes, you are outnumbered, but a lot of <laughs> critics are outnumbered. The problem is you don't want to be the one that's going to go out there yeah. and be critical of Tay-Tay no. in, in this very exciting you know, time of her life. You know, I mean, everything's... Our entire economy hangs in the balance, and there's going to be like, you know, Gene Siskel is finally going to, you know, arise from the dead and give his two cents on something like this. Yeah. Please, they're just going to cancel him if he says anything bad about her. The movie companies are furious over this because she didn't go through them. She didn't go through Universal. She didn't go through Paramount. Mm-hmm. She did it on her own, and you know that. She's a smart person. She really is a smart person when you think about the business deals that she gets into. She protects her her rights to her things very, very well. well. Remember her whole uh, battle with Spotify? Yeah. And yeah, she, she held she, out. She held out until she got a good deal because and, like so many other musical artists up there, they feel like I got to go on Spotify. It's yeah. the only way to get my music heard. And then what happens is they don't get paid for doing it. And she's popular enough that she can do that. There's a lot of artists that wouldn't be able to have that pull. Neil Young says, I'm pulling all my music. They're like, see you later, Neil Young. Old man, go look at your life. How about that, you know? <laughs> but uh, she does it, and it's like it's like magic. Everything yeah. this, this chick touches is magic. When is the downfall going to come, though? I really, well, I'm waiting <clears throat> for that. I'm waiting for some big controversy to come along that she can't get herself out of. It's always great to see a public meltdown. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, she may be one of the few that could endure all of that. Did, did you see the interview with Travis Kelsey's mother? Yes. On the Today Show? She, she is seems most, very yeah. tepid about this at yeah. best. Well, but but the funny thing is, she's sitting there talking to them on the couch, and she's like, "No, I don't, I don't like." She doesn't yeah. approve of this whole thing. Oh, it's new. I, I just don't want to say anything about it. Yeah, she was in the booth with me. She had nothing exciting to say. Yeah, the entire country is focused on this on this relationship. Yet the mother was like, "Yeah." But would you want your mom on national television? You know, fawning all over your personal relationships. I can't believe she agreed to even do that, to tell you the truth. Like, why would you do that? If you really didn't have anything to say and you didn't really want to comment on anything, yeah. why would you go on a show like that? Because they probably told her, no, we won't tell you. We won't ask you anything about Taylor Swift. We just want yeah, to talk about like. your two boys and, and about their football career. Yeah, yeah and, and then they, they all switcheroo last yeah. second. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's not. I would be like... If I was that mom, I'd be like, yes, yes, bring your millions of dollars to our household, please. <laughs> Listen, you know my, my two boys aren't doing well enough. You know, I could use a new Denali. <laughs> the the yeah. one I got six months ago is starting to crap my style. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know what? This uh, I think this Taylor Swift thing, uh, I think that's going to work out for her. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Well, 7.38 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Planet Fitness. Beat low E and find your big fitness energy with Planet Fitness for only 10 bucks a month. No commitment. Deal ends soon. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A man from Springfield found guilty of kidnapping and raping an 11-year-old girl back in 2020 will be sentenced today. Mike, uh, Miguel Rodriguez was convicted in a jury wave trial last month on several charges, including 
including kidnapping and sexual assault. Police say the victim was walking home from her bus stop in Springfield on January 15th of 2020 when she was abducted. An Amber Alert was issued, and the victim, along with Rodriguez, were found hours later on the Mass Turnpike in Sturbridge. The defense had argued that Rodriguez was in the middle of a schizophrenic episode and such, uh, and as such should not be held criminally responsible. The prosecution, however, argued that Rodriguez had planned the attack and even practiced it days before. At sentencing on Thursday, Judge Jeremy Bucci will decide whether Rodriguez goes to prison or whether he serves his sentence at Bridgewater State, the state's facility for the criminally insane. Uh, on Wednesday, a Boston man pleaded guilty to cursing a minor and send to send him child sexual abuse material on TikTok. Hector Acevedo of Jamaica Plain, 33 years old, uh, pleaded guilty to one count of receiving child pornography. It has been determined that Acevedo is a level three sex offender. Prior to this, Acevedo was convicted of multiple child and exploitation offenses in Suffolk County Superior Court, including trafficking a person for sexual servitude, extortion by threat of injury, Posing or exhibiting, it just goes on uh, to say what a scumbag this guy is. You know, the the point of the whole story was uh, you really got to watch what your kids are watching and who they're talking to mm-hmm. online because it's really easy for one of these dirt bags. If you let your kid go on these uh, social media apps, like I got, I got uh, rules in place where we're not allowed to watch stuff like this, right? But that doesn't mean, and I'm not stupid, that my kids can't get access to these things. It's not like other kids don't have that stuff because there are plenty of other kids who have Instagram and Snapchat and all this other stuff. There's only so much you can do to prevent them from from seeing it. You know, that's the rule in our house, but I get it that, you know, you're going to go. I was never allowed to play Contra because my mother thought that was too violent. Really? But Andy Lamantia up the street had Contra, and I would go over to Andy Lamantia's house and play uh, Contra every day because he had everything. His dad had a Porsche 911, yep, yep. and he had all this stuff. And- it's always about what the other kids got and how permissive the other parents are. Right. But, but you know, actually what you're saying makes a lot of sense because especially when it comes to, like, you know, chatting with people yeah. online, you know, any any predator is a master manipulator. I mean, that's how they groom yeah. victims. That's how they groom adults. That's how they groom families. They integrate themselves into these situations, and all of a sudden, that's the moment when they decide, here's the time I can cross the line. And and you know, a, a lot of times, families never see it coming because the no. because the manipulation is is so sophisticated. Yeah. So you got to be very careful, and and you have to you have to ask questions. So I tell my kids, I'm like, you know what, Whoever, you, if you talk to somebody online, you have no idea whether that, per- I don't even know if, when I'm texting you in the afternoon, if I text you about the show, yeah. I don't, I assume it's you. I never get any text from you in the afternoon. Oh, who have I been sending those pictures to? <laughs> That's not a tic-tac. I don't know, but apparently uh, the Kellogg crew's got Scott Zolek this oh, morning. Wow, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, He's not going to be on with but, Scott. But, but do you see my point, though? I don't like you. Don't know. You can text anybody you want, of course. But and and you don't know who's on the other end of that. So just uh, be a little, be vigilant about that because it can be. You can get yourself into some trouble. Uh, multiple suspects stole multiple vehicles from uh, from a dealership in South Windsor overnight, according to both police and the business owner. It happened at Mike and Tony's Auto Sales. 
uh, and service on John Fitch Boulevard around uh, 1.10 a.m. on Wednesday, police said. The thieves got in by breaking a window. A man in gray could be seen getting lifted through headfirst. Fifteen minutes later, the vehicles were driven off the lot. Police said that four vehicles that totaled $380,000 were stolen off uh, out of the uh, business's main garage. One of them was used to ram the gate open, then was abandoned on Edwin Road. Well, we can't use this one now. <laughs> We've ruined it. Uh, Shamara uh, Mahan, uh, sales manager at uh, Tony's Auto Sales, uh, said they used G- the GMC terrain to actually ram through the gate so that other vehicles could escape. My SUV people need me. Yeah, my uh, these cars are, stand- are sitting in here uh, against their will. Tracking hardware in one of their other vehicles was pinged in New York City around 3.45 a.m. Oh, wait a minute. You left uh, you left uh, South Windsor at 1.10 a.m. and you're in New York City at 3.45 a.m.? That's a pretty damn good time. Can I ask a dumb question? Yes. Four vehicles cumulatively worth $380,000. Yeah. That's like $95,000 per car. Well, one was a Porsche. One was a pickup truck. So right there and then, that's half okay. of the money. And then uh, the other one was a Dodge, and the other one was a GMC. Big, expensive vehicle. Okay. All right. I mean, that's just, that just sounds like, uh, you know, a lot of money for me. Like, uh, what what was the thing I was watching uh, about the Jeep Grand Cherokee? Yeah. Like, the minimum price for a Jeep Grand Cherokee is, like, starting now at only $59,995. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Sixty grand for a car? For a, I hate to tell you, uh, it's not even that great of a car. Uh, Grand Cherokee's okay. Well, Grand Cherokees but, are okay, but you're not talking. You know that that was the price of a Cadillac Escalade. Sure, you know, but 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 go and price new cars right now. I know. You know, there because of supply and demand issues and tariff situations. I mean, cars are not cheap. That's that's just a fact. Well, that's why you got to go over to Leah Toyota Wilbraham and uh, get, uh, jump on those Columbus Day sales savings, which are still going on, by the way. Of course. Well, yeah, I, I would uh, go to, to Leah Nissan in uh, in Enfield on Palumba Drive. I got you. But uh, they have no idea where these uh, where these cars are. Uh, he, they posted the videos, or they posted photos of the three vehicles on their Instagram account. And if you have any information, you're asked to call uh, the Connecticut State Police. Yeah, they, they, I can't. They just did it. It was like a like a heist overnight. Man, that the criminal mind is so rogue. A uh, video Could never go there. Circulating uh, on social media shows a Middletown. Uh, this is Connecticut, by the way. We're just throwing some Connecticut stories in here. Marty uh, said uh, yesterday that we got this big Connecticut following down there, but I don't. From Connecticut. Yeah, 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 toss them a bone and we get back to some local stories at some point. Doesn't like, you know, going over the border from Longmeadow into Enfield feel like just when the wall came down in Berlin? Yeah, you know, very much so. Like, like the, wow, like, like, like wow, look at this bougie place, and then you go into this. Oh man, this place needs some needs some help. Yeah, like there's some, you know, some people living in Longmeadow that go over right. the border and say, "Wow, how what devastation? Um, how, how did?" How did the other half live this how, way? How do they live so, like peasants right across the border? 
It is going into Connecticut is like going into another country. Do you ever feel that way? I like, do. Feel, you know what? It, there's a vibe about it that's so different from what we got up here. It's like different. It's it's almost like just on that one little border, like the street yeah. sign designs change and the and, yeah. the, and the, the the highway signs change. Like and, like you know, and I and I I realize there's you know, a lot more you know wealth yeah in the state of Connecticut, but I when I'm there, I I feel like I probably should even be here. Yeah, like, like I what did I what did I come here for? Yeah, if we, if if we could get people to welcome us to Connecticut, that yeah. might be a different story. Right. I mean, I had to I had to go uh, to something in Hamden, Connecticut, yeah. like last weekend, and so you know we we uh, we get in the parkway. And I'm going, I I don't deserve to be here. Yeah, I shouldn't. I I really should be in my home in Hamden, Mass. You're not allowed. A uh, a video anyway on social media shows a Middletown couple making racist remarks to landscapers, according to the city's mayor. Oh boy! I was uh, I was thinking that she was going to ask us for work or do something in her yard. Jose Martin said, "As soon as I saw her cussing us out, I grabbed my phone right away and I go up. Oh, this is going to be a problem." <laughs> Martin is the owner of J Martin Landscaping. Martin and his brother were cutting trees and cleaning up a customer's lawn when the couple confronted them for making too much noise. J. Martin Landscaping likes to video people that complain they have made noise all effing day, said the woman. You want to keep making noise in the neighborhood? We don't do that S around here, the man said in the video. The couple yelled insults and slurs at the men. This is why we need a border wall right here, the guy said. In Middletown? Yeah. And the woman asked several times if one of the workers was here legally. Oh, boy. Do you have a visa? Do you have a visa? You don't even have a visa to be here, do you, the woman said. Uh, Martin and his brother are both from Puerto Rico, which we said yesterday is, that you are an American citizen. Yeah, they, they they can move about. Martin says he stayed quiet the whole time, which he said is the best thing to do as he recorded what the two neighbors had to say. That is a good piece of advice. Just let people do themselves in. Yeah, they can. People yeah. when people bury themselves, that's the most satisfying of all. He said, I always stay quiet because it wasn't worth going back and forth with them. Middletown Mayor Ben Florsheim addressed the video in a letter Wednesday. Like many of you, I was horrified to see the video making the rounds on Facebook of Jose and his staff being barraged with insults and racist remarks by two people who live in Middletown. Florsheim said his staff reached out to Martin and offered apologies for how he was treated. He shouldn't be reaching out to apologies. These people should be reaching out and giving an apology. But I don't yep. think I don't think they're very reasonable people. <laughs> City officials uh, checked with Middletown police to see if any action can be taken, and they are said they are working with the state's attorney. Whatever they're going to try to bring charge. But uh, you know, um, again, let them do themselves in. These are the people that probably hit up those forums on. Uh, they're like the. He's the top fan of the Middletown Forum. <laughs> He's got the little diamond next to his uh, his name. We need to build a border wall right here, right in Middletown. <laughs> right on the corner of Essex. We're going to have people trying to climb into our town unless we build something sturdy and cheap. We don't want we don't want these damn landscapers coming into our town. Uh, well, uh, some of you, us do. Listen, there ain't no middle ground in Middletown. Turn around and go the other way, boy. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 62. It is 46 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Low two. Uh, It is going to be, uh, well, I just gave you the forecast. Sunny and uh, 68 today.
46 in downtown Springfield. Yeah, we don't have a, a lot of time to, uh, to talk about this, but uh, last night, one person, one single ticket, one Powerball uh, in California. Yeah. $1.76 billion. All right. Uh, they get a uh, a payout of seven hundred and seventy four point one million. You know, it doesn't even make it worth it. And after at that taxes, point. you get yeah. half of that. You get yeah, three hundred and something million dollars. You can't uh, you you can't get by on that. Uh, you know what I would do with uh, all that money? No, Steve. Why don't you tell me what would you do with all that money? Two chicks at the same time. Uh, but I would also uh, I I w- you know what I would do now? Buy the ticket for the next drawing. Yeah, but you but it's but your chances aren't any better. You still gotta have you still gotta have no, but that's uh, when all the ha- numbers. That's when it happens. You you win the smaller jackpot. Yeah, twenty million dollars. I can deal with that. You want to win if, twenty million? Even if they uh, even if they give you the lump sum of ten, and then you take home five. I I could still be all right with. You that. know, I'm gonna win a twenty million dollar jackpot, and I'm gonna feel like a, a total idiot because like I was like just a few days away from winning one point seven billion. Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, I won $20 million, but it ain't $1.7 billion. I remember, can tell you that. Uh, I remember seeing a guy on uh, Facebook posting a, his his Powerball ticket for when it was up to, like, one of those uh, big giant jackpots. Right. And it was one number off on uh, every single number. It was like, so the number was 69, he had 68. They had, uh, you know, 54, <laughs> he had 53. Like, it just went all the way. And even the Powerball number was like 19 he had 18 you know what you get for that what a big bag a big fat bag of jack squat they don't give you anything for that no you get likes on facebook big whoop and people going oh man that was a bad one oh you got screwed yeah well you you can uh, commiserate with their with the rest of the people hey uh speaking of winning great stuff this saturday the uh springfield thunderbirds uh kick off their season against the uh, the hartford wolfpack i believe we got a four pack of tickets uh, on the ice for Saturday's game, this package includes four hats, four koozies, four stickers, and a Thunderbirds drawstring bag. So that way you can uh, you know, carry all your souvenirs from the game in a bag. Uh, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021 wins all of that great stuff. Sweet. There you go. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win one? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, there are seven dirty words that you cannot say on the radio. And they are as follows. The S-word, the F-word, the P-word, the C-word, the other C-word, the T-word, and the one that begins with the letter M. Now, in full disclosure, I use each of these words about 17 times a day in my normal, everyday conversation. But on the radio, I've only managed to use four of them. And on each of those occasions, I have somehow been able to slip through without a single disciplinary measure taken against me. But if I were an employee of the NFL, or in this case, a player, Using such language, either in verbal expression or by display, I could be looking at a serious fine. Yesterday, the NFL announced that they are considering whether or not to fine San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle for wearing a t-shirt under his jersey on Sunday's 42-10 blowout of the Dallas Cowboys, a t-shirt which displayed the caption, F Dallas. Now you might think if he was wearing this t-shirt under his jersey, then how would anyone even know it was there? Well, normally you wouldn't. But when your team is crushing the Cowboys on national TV by 32 points, 
That's when Kittle lifted his jersey in an effort to display the T-shirt and the offending message printed therein. Now, according to NFL rules, this sort of egregious infraction could amount to a $10,900 fine. And while that might be hard for most of us to come up with that kind of cash, I'm pretty sure that George Kittle can probably afford it. My question is this. Is there anybody left in the world that's actually offended by that kind of language? I mean, really? You have any idea how many times in a day I also say the words F Dallas? It's a lot. There's also times that I don't even mention the city of Dallas or their crappy football team. And yet combining those two words consecutively could cost you anywhere from $10,000 to permanent termination. Why is that? Just a couple of words. And the truth is, at some point, every football fan in America has muttered the same thing. And to be completely frank, I've probably said much worse. And yet, I'm still here, working my fingers to the bone and still not caring very much about the Dallas Cowboys. The only difference is, I don't have the shirt. But hey, never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only sells steel chainsaws, Rocky services and repairs steel chainsaws. Ego battery powered chainsaws too. Need your, sharp, your chain sharpened? Get expert service from a trained chainsaw technician at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 68 today. Tomorrow, sunny and high of 62. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Right, before we uh, talk to the very soapy Scott Zolak, oh, uh, right. should mention that the keyword to cash today is the word spend. That's S-P-E-N-D, spend. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word spend and you could win $1,000. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And he's out of the shower. He's squeaky clean. He's springtime fresh. It's he's- Scott Gazolak on the phone. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Doing well. Morning, guys. Uh, <laughs> you ever been to that uh, casino out there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it nice? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Why are you going to go? No, I heard that that keyword spin, and I'm like, oh, casino, I get it. Yeah, there. You go. Actually, you know what? If the game is boring this weekend, you just hop right into your car yeah. and go to MGM. It could be a good way to occupy your time. You know, matter of fact, Scott, you can do <laughs> you can do online betting right from your phone <laughs> while you're watching the game. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was almost afraid to call you this morning because it's like you know two horrible games in a row, and you know a lot of Patriots fans are just you know. You know, in hiding, you know, they're, they're, they're trying not to be seen in public. <laughs> There's lots of good you're reasons. You're embarrassed. They are embarrassed and they should be. When when you guys are in are in the booth and, and you're seeing yeah. what's going on, you know, not only against the Saints, but also against the, the yeah. Cowboys. And for that matter, the Eagles and Dolphins games weren't a, a whole hell of a lot better. When you're sitting there and the game is a total turd, what, do you, what yeah. are you thinking in your head? The, the part of the problem is when we, our games at Gillette. We have one of the most unique, best setups in the league. We're on that first concourse level. We're literally right behind that last row of fans, and we're right on the fifty. So we got the best view in the league at home. Right. And that group of fans in front of us. We've been doing games for eleven years, and so you get to know the people in front. Yeah. Of you. you know, you know the one guy that he's always liquored up. This guy barely makes sure he's not driving home. Uh, you got the one woman that doesn't know really how to dress. She's got the acid wash jeans from you know, 1973, <laughs> a Def Leppard shirt on. And I'm like, you, like the Fox Pro crowd is unique. It's like something you take 1993, 
blue-collar workers right out of 1983 or something, plop them down in Foxborough, and that's the home fan base. Are you, do you have, um, a, like, plexiglass around you so nobody throws, no, a, like, no, an errant yeah, lobster <laughs> roll at you or perhaps a Sam Adams? Nope. We've, we've got beer thrown at us. Yeah. Uh, I've got handed food. I get yeah. handed jerseys to sign. Yeah. But you can stand on the last row, reach in. And someone took one of our headsets a couple of years ago during a playoff game. <laughs> uh, an unruly fan. That but sounds fun. What happens when, it, when things are going bad, they're turning around screaming at us. These guys suck. Get down there do something. <laughs> well, you know, Scott, you're still in our fault. You're still in good shape. I mean, you couldn't be any worse than what's going on there now. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, like we can't do anything. What are you yelling at us for? So it's kind of right. ugly. Let, let the booze and let, let leaving early. Let's just forget about the last two weeks and let's focus on the real important story of of this weekend. Where do you think Taylor Swift's going to be sitting in the box or out <laughs> in the actual stands? Oh God, I'm so sick of this story. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm such a huge. Taylor Swift fan, such not a Travis Kelsey fan that these two worlds have collided. Now she has been tainted by him. Yeah, you're, so you're, I'm, I'm like kind of done. I'm done with the music. My you kids ha- are still listening to it. But, you, you have uh, a question of morals to deal with. Who do I love more? Yeah, it's that's a it's a tough to be pulled in so many directions. Well, that's life, buddy. That it. You're right. That we face that every day. Yeah. Oh my God. But we're going to Vegas this weekend. I'm. I'm. I can't wait to see this sphere thing. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That looks awesome. Uh, just, I don't want to go in. I don't. I'm not paying six hundred dollars to go see you two again inside it. I just want to stand outside and see all the different crap that's going on. It, you know, the fireworks, the, the basketball, and it's pretty distracting, I guess, for uh, for pilots coming in, for uh, people <laughs> staying on the strip to get a glance of it. You just sit there and stare at it. It's like it's. You know what it is? It's transic. I'm telling you, they're gonna. Be, the government's gonna be do something to, like put everybody in a trance by staring at this thing. You know, that's going to be the only interesting ball in Vegas uh, this weekend. Wasn't the women's, aren't the women's uh, basketball team playing there? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I take it back. The, Brady, the sec- Brady have part interest in that team or something? <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, there's a lot of questions that are that are coming up this week, and, and some of them seem, I, I it seems a little premature, but maybe, maybe not so much. There's a lot of questions right now about about Bill Belichick about his longevity here, about whether or not you take away the general manager responsibilities and just let somebody else who's maybe got a, a better handle on assessing talent do that job. What do you think uh, is happening here? Is 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 his job security on the line, or do you think they'll maybe put a GM in place before that happens? Maybe some of the tentacles as to where he has his hands into everything are, are, are in jeopardy, but as a head coach, you know, he's done so much for this organization to have one end of the dynasty to take it to the next end, and the league has changed and maybe hasn't adapted well or drafted well. Um, I find it very hard to remove him as coach. Um, I just, you know, he, he, the guy grinds, and you need that mental mindset each and every week to be a grinder, to approach the league, you know, with, with, with a hard, fast uh, approach. And, uh, I, maybe they take the GM responsibility away. Maybe that's something they have an agreement. They talk at the end of the year. There's a lot of football left to be played. Yeah. Now, if you fall flat on your face and you end up one and fifteen, oh, changes are going to be made across the board. But if you bounce back a little bit here, and the team shows you something, and he shows you something, you're going to be able to work something out here. Where I don't know, he stays as head coach, and maybe you get more help as GM. Maybe you get more coordinators. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I 
it, it, there's a lot of respect between ownership and him. Sure, and 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 for good reason. I think I think he's he's earned that. But I think when you're looking at at you know, a couple of weeks in a row of very uncharacteristic Patriots football, where they've been completely you know you know tepid and you know unable to get anything done, yeah. you have to look within the organization and say, well, what's going on here? And I think when you look at other situations where like a head coach has also served as a general manager, whether it's you know football yeah. or some other sport, most of the time it's a failure because it's just too much to ask for one guy yeah. to run it all. That's two totally full-time positions being run by a man who's now well into his 70s. I think it's asking a lot. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, so much time is invested that you know it's it's hard to say. Okay, this is what's going to make it better. And you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side too. So, what are you going to do? You going to turn it over to Mayo? The problem is Mayo's got a lot of institutional knowledge as to the way Bill runs stuff, and he's going to be a lot like Bill. He might keep Bill's kid as defensive coordinator. So, or do you want to just a clean swipe it and wipe the whole thing clean? That's that's the questions you got to face here. And you know, I love the calls and. Everybody's saying, ah, let's get rid of Bill. Okay, who do you want in? Give me a name. Well, I don't have a name. Well, you better have a name if you're getting rid of this guy. <laughs> if you, you have to have a name of somebody that would do a better job than Bill Belichick. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah. It's great to say, hey, you want to get rid of a guy, but who are you getting rid of guys for? You know, and they're, they're very good business people are the crafts. And uh, they don't like when the product stinks. And they'll make moves within their companies, and they, they'll probably operate football the same way. I, I mean, and hearing a lot of stories about the relationship between Mr. Kraft and Bill Belichick, and how Mr. Kraft is is getting real antsy about what's going on in the field. And on the other hand, there was this, and I, you know, you can take it for what it's worth. There was a quote from Asante Samuel who said that there is a possibility that Bob Kraft might actually be intimidated by Bill Belichick, and that's why it's been so difficult making the changes that probably needed to have been made as far back as when, you know, Tom Brady was looking at this yeah. saying, Hey, this, this might not be uh, where I need to be. Yeah. I mean, billionaires are, are very intimidating people themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, you, you don't get to the point of power that you have, uh, without being not, with, with being not intimidated by people. And Asante has, uh, said some crazy things about coach over the years. Right. Bill fan. Never has been since he departed here and didn't get paid. So take take those take those quotes for what they are. There's a a whole bunch of conversation also about Mac Jones, and and obviously the yeah. last couple of games he has not done it, and he has not really performed at the level that people were hoping he did. He's yeah, been sure hasn't. he's sure been hasn't. benched two games in a row. Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. benching a guy you know one time because he's just not being effective or just not whatever, but two games in a row, two blowouts in a row. I mean, it, I don't think there's anything that says that that speaks louder than that about their confidence in him. I agree, and two egregious mistakes to start those games: two pick sixes and a, and a strip sack. And yeah. if you're making the same mistakes over and over again, that's when Bill gets pissed. He doesn't care if you make mistakes; but make a new one. And he's always said that. Now, that's two strikes right there. Third strike, you're out. I think this is a pivotal week for him. If he does not play well, they potentially move in a different direction next week. No doubt about it. So do you think that, that them saying that, you know, that Mac is their guy long-term, that's just nothing but rhetoric? And they, and they, they... They, they never said that. They never said that. They said Mac starting this week. We made no changes this week. 
Fair I enough. Don't, I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody's job safe right now. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would think there's a very short leash on on Mac this week. Very very short. Like if like he could be benched in the yeah, first quarter if he's having a bad day. Make, also, I agree with you, but you also need to make sure on it too. Like when you make this move, it's for good. The next one. Yeah. So you better be sure, not just do it after one quarter where. Uh, if he comes out in a flat couple more three and outs and he has another turnover, then you get him out. I wouldn't do it after the first mistake. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just talking about it. I'm just talking about a quick look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, a, a, a single touchdown would be a big a big help. That would Let that would nice. be a we good start. One. We haven't had one since second quarter in the Meadowlands against, which is unbelievable. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, that Farrell Brown sort of a trick t- trick touchdown. You know. I'm happy to report, Scott, that Taylor will be uh, planning to attend the Chiefs game tonight for Thursday Night Football. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Thank goodness. I'll let you know that. feel better already. <laughs> Nothing but grossness. Gross. Everything's gross. Yeah. All right, Scott. Enjoy your time in uh, in Vegas, and uh, we will talk to you next week, and we'll talk about uh, about the Bills, okay? We'll see you, gentlemen. All, All right, right. Very good. Scott Zolak with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Dan Brown will gladly give you the forecast because yep. he's so much better at it than I am. Uh, well, he's a he's a professional. Yes. Uh, hey, I did a little bit of uh, quick, uh, quick mathematical calculations. Yeah. Uh, we are 39 days away from the start of the Mayflower Marathon. Holy shiznit. Only 39 days. Yeah. It's coming up very quickly. And you might say, well, how can I help? Well, you can collect uh, food around your neighborhood or you can join us on thursday november 2nd for the mayflower marathon comedy night at the armory and mgm springfield brought to you by dave minor exterior home improvements and aqua pump it's an evening of laughs big laughs at the uh, for the uh, benefit of the open pantry marty caproni will be the headliner along with uh, brian plum and katie arroyo will be serving as hosts and all profits from the tickets will be donated to the mayflower marathon they're on sale right now at rock102.com it's Thursday, November 2nd, which happens to be 18 days before the start of the Mayflower Marathon on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. And you're doing comedy tonight. I am doing comedy tonight. I don't know if you ever heard about this place. There's a comedy club in Chicopee that offers comedy and dinner for $20. Do tell. It's called the Loft Comedy Club. And uh, it was the first time ever hearing about it. Well, I mean, we try to keep it quiet. We don't want we don't want everybody knowing about it. Oh yeah, you tell yeah. you tell a couple thousand people that everybody wants to show up. But you can uh, you can go online and uh, Venmo Marty Caproni for tickets. Uh, if you really want to get them, you can Venmo me. But I don't really want to be the middleman between. No, them. I'd you rather don't. have you just directly do it to to Marty, and you can find his Venmo code. And uh, we'll have a great night tonight. There's spaghetti and meatballs, or pot, whatever he said was going to go on there, and yeah. uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's yeah good. It'd, it'd and I'm headlining it, so I'll be the main act of the show. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be a late night for you tonight. It is going to be a late night for me tonight, but you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll make do tomorrow. We have open lines. That's when the listeners kind of do your job for you. You know what I would like uh, tomorrow when we do open lines? What? I would like someone who went to the show tonight to call tomorrow on open lines. Oh, I'm sure there'll be somebody there that uh, that that went. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, that would be awesome to have somebody go. tell you know, at least you know give you a good criticism. And they'll be like, uh, Steve Nagel, you're being canceled. I can't believe the things that came out of your mouth last night at the Loft Comedy Club. Yeah, some of those jokes were a little questionable. Well, you know what? That's the whole point of a comedy show. If you uh, want to see that kind of material, you pay twenty dollars for it. 
You don't take video of it and then show everybody how offended you were by going to a show that something yeah. I said was, has offended you. Especially if you're eating spaghetti and meatballs at yeah. the same time. You don't want to see a video with you and your mouth full of food. Plus, you're letting my material go all over the internet without my permission. I want money for that. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the express written consent right. of Major League Baseball or Steve Nagel. Uh, that's right. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Mostly cloudy skies early. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A confrontational blogger known as Turtle Boy was charged Wednesday with witness intimidation and conspiracy related to a criminal case against a woman accused of running over and killing her boyfriend, a Boston police officer, with her vehicle. Aiden uh, Timothy Kearney wrote a hoodie, uh, wore a hoodie emblazoned with the message "Free Karen Reed" when he was led handcuffed into a courthouse to be arraigned on multiple counts of intimidation of a witness, juror, or law enforcement official, and a single count of conspiracy. Kearney, who pleaded not guilty, was released on personal recognizance with a requirement that he not have contact with people tied to Reed's murder case. Well, that's going to kind of hinder your your journalism if you can't talk to people. Yeah, well, um, there are there are some that question his journalism. Uh, saying his client, uh, how do you say this word? Is it vehemently or venomently? Vehemently. 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 No, uh, ve- vehemently. Ve- no, it's vehemently. 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 All right, all right. Sound it out with. Sound it out. V. V he he ment ment Lee vehemently. There you go. You're close yeah, enough. Hey, it's I not got perfect, it. but you'll, you'll work on it. Eighteen years of doing this, finally getting it. You've never yeah. seen vehemently uh, used in a, in a story before. Oh, I've seen it used. I just don't know how to pronounce. Come on, I can't be the only idiot out there that doesn't know how to pronounce certain words. I can't be. There's no, plenty, there's of, us plenty out there. of words out there. Right. Just you know, vehemently isn't you know really that obscure. I I, mean, I have no uh, problem or no shame telling you I'm an idiot. And I, uh, I will choose to be one for the rest of my life. Steve, I'll, I'll back you up. Yeah. I, I've, I've already known you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm and dumb. I know you're in good company because guess what? What? I'm kind of an idiot too. Yeah, but I think I, 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 I pull the idiot card better than you do. Well, I don't know, Steve. Yeah, you, you don't know what I do in my free time. Anyway, he, uh, he, uh, van, 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 van vehemently, uh, whatever, denied the accusations. Carney's lawyer. Uh, or Kearney, whatever his name is, told uh, the judge Wednesday that uh, Kearney's opinions were protected by the First Amendment. The charges in uh, Stoughton, 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 Stoughton. Uh, District Court uh, stemmed from uh, Kearney's, or Kearney, whatever his name is, advocacy on behalf of Red Reed, whatever her name is, uh, who's accused of running over her boyfriend, John O'Keefe, and leaving him unconscious on the lawn of a home in Canton, southwest of Boston, in January of 22. Uh, Reed is charged with second-degree murder, vehicular manslaughter while impaired, and leaving the scene of an accident. The case has spun off conspiracy theories on social media, and Reed's attorney alleged that there was a cover-up involving local and state police. On Wednesday, Fall River attorney Kenneth Mello, the special prosecutor appointed to look into Kearney's actions, read aloud messages Kearney allegedly sent to witnesses and investigators saying they were aimed at harassing, threatening, and intimidating. He also said uh, Kearney received material from a police dispatcher mm. who illegally accessed a motor vehicle database. In August, DA uh, Michael Morrissey took the unusual step of releasing a video statement in which he condemned absolutely baseless harassment and vilification of witnesses in the matter. Innuendo is not evidence, he said. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that one plays out. 
Well, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I, maybe I'm, uh, I got like an old version here, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of updated stuff on those website. On his website? Yeah. Well, he's not allowed to talk about stuff right now. He's probably figuring out a plan. Right. He has to wear an ankle bracelet now. Uh, you know, the hardened criminals of Massachusetts that wear those. <laughs> Including now Turtle Boy. Yeah. Even the ones that, uh, the hardened ones, they know how to cut them off. Yes. You just get a good set of bolt cutters, and you can drop that thing right down on uh, Rifle Street in Springfield. <laughs> and and you'll be on Oswego Street before they even figure out that you that you went missing. That's the way to do it. Uh, where was I going with this? I was go- Oh yeah, uh, several cats were dumped at an apartment complex in Manchester, Connecticut. Officials said Manchester Animal Control said that the mother cat and her kittens were left in a basket at the loft at the mills on Elm Street. Anyone with information on who's responsible is asked to call uh, a number, 860-645-5516. Somebody left a basket full of pussy cats on your door? (laughs) What do you do with a big smelly basket of pussy cats in your door? I think you remove the bag of pussy cats. Mm. Somebody needs a good washing around here. Is it time to bathe your pussy cat? Because <laughs> you know we don't like the smell of them pussy cats around here. Right. That's why we have one big box. Oh, that means two things. <laughs> I'm only thinking one thing, Steve. What That's about the cat box. Uh, the West Springfield Police Department is seeking the public's help in identifying a female who was involved in a shoplifting incident on... Tuesday afternoon. According to police, the female entered an older model Chevy Impala with no front or rear license plates that was waiting in the fire lane adjacent to the exit before the store. Well, that's an inconspicuous uh, vehicle. Well, that's a convenient vehicle to get away with. Right. Do they have, uh, like, any footage of this person? Any uh, security camera work? Uh, Yeah, they do. Uh, She looks... Like she just rolled out of bed. She looks like she'd be driving her car with no license plates that was sitting in a fire lane. That is the you, vehicle you choose when you're just, you just had such a night. That's like, she looks like one of those people that you could walk in, you could see that car outside in the fire lane, walk in the store, and without even announcing that you've seen a car parked outside in front of the store in the fire lane with no license plates on it, you could just look around and go, yeah, that's hers. <laughs> She's the one. Yeah, but you know, you should uh, you should never judge a book by its cover. Remember, you know, back years ago when West Springfield yeah. had that uh, panhandling problem at the uh, at the Longmeadow shops, and oh, yeah. I think I remember it was like uh, Western Mass News or, or Twenty Two had a camera out there, yeah, uh, you know, following this uh, this panhandler uh, from like the entrance all the way back to their Lexus at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't judge. Don't judge. Well, hey, uh, sometimes you need, you need to make a little... You have a side hustle. Everybody's got a side hustle. Yeah, well, this lady's uh, side hustle is an unregistered vehicle. Anyone with information about the suspect is asked to call Detective Latino at the West Springfield Police uh, Department. Now, now, that, now they're just naming people who they are. You got, uh, you got Detective Irishman over there, too? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Are they? Are we going through all that now? <laughs> oh, it's Detective French. 
Hi, I'm uh, yeah. Captain Diabetic. I'll be uh, with you momentarily. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Detective Katie. Oh, my God. Did you hear what that Detective Latino did? He's, like, looking for this lady who had the license plates removed from her car. It's crazy. But first, let's all get a selfie together. Yeah. Come on. Selfie time. Oh, my God. Does anybody want to go on Lululemon today? <laughs> Anywho, uh, a uh, a website collected stories of people talking about the dumbest thing they've seen a coworker do uh, while at work. You want to hear some of them? Sure. Number one, someone said a coworker photocopied a slice of pizza, and the rest of the office was finding cheese and toppings in the machine for weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, they they ran it through like that uh, that page runner thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're supposed yeah, to do that. I don't think that. you're supposed to do that either. Someone saw a guy super glue himself to a component he was fixing twice. He did it once, and then he inadvertently did it again when he was trying to show people how it happened. Then he super glued his eyelids together all within an hour. Well, at least you can uh, recognize his efficiency at work. Yeah, he does more stupid stuff by nine thirty than some people do all day. Uh, someone uh, worked with a tattooist who did a tattoo that said, laugh now, cry ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, across oh, the man's chest. <laughs> okay. No regrets on that one. A kitchen employee forgot to put in put oil in the oil fryer and turned it on. A fire shot up. Then they put water on it, causing even a bigger fire. Oh, that's a good no idea. Injuries. You know, uh, I miss, uh, th- this wasn't even a stupid thing. This was actually a very clever thing. Remember Jerry that used to work here and uh, yeah. would leave us all these little funny gems around the office? I sure do. One of the first things I remember, and I've said this before, uh, there was a there was a framed, it was like a bunch of junk, like a fork and some food and some, like all kinds of things framed in this really nice frame. Yeah. That was hanging above the kitchen sink that said, waste is a terrible thing to drain. (laughs) (laughs) Because at some point before I started working here, somebody must have pulled out the stuff from the plumbing of all the things that people were putting down the sink. Right. See, that's clever stuff. That's the stuff you should be doing at work. Don't you think? Yeah, but you could always rely on Jerry to do that kind of stuff. I miss Jerry. I'm trying to, I wish I still kept this. My God, it was so damn funny. There was one year that he wrote uh, biographies for everybody. And uh, and I don't know why mine was so, so damn funny, but he had, he just, and I don't even remember what the hell he said. I just remember like being out of breath. I was laughing so damn hard yeah. at it. It was that funny. You know, it was funny at his retirement party when his wife was like, it's, it, he's, he's given too much time to you. It's time for him to spend time at home. Do you realize what he was doing here the whole time? He was just writing jokes. That's it. That's all he was doing That's, around the office. And yet yeah. the funniest uh, part of his retirement yeah. party was the fact that uh, uh, we were told, listen, Jerry doesn't want a lot of speeches. Uh, the boss is going to do one. Bax is going to do one. And that's it. And that's what I did. And then immediately after I finished saying some very profound, uh, lovely words about Jerry, yeah. Scott Cohen thought it'd be a really good idea to stand up and give his thoughts for a good 15 minutes. Well, you're not going to let him catch you, no. Not going to let him catch you, no. You're not going <laughs> to let him catch the coattail rider. <laughs> Am I right I think, about that? Or I, I think right immediately uh, we said, what are you doing? Yeah. Sit down. He doesn't want to hear this. Uh, here's another one. Someone opened a chat window and started talking smack about a coworker, forgetting they were on the call with that coworker at the time, and they were sharing the screen. <laughs> 
Uh, someone who worked at an airport said their coworker took his girlfriend through a secure area of the airport to bypass screening. The airport was locked down. They were both arrested, and of course, the man was fired. Ah, it's too bad. Uh, Trying to do one nice thing for his girlfriend, and it blows up in everybody's face. Have you ever seen anybody do something stupid around here? Uh, yep. Remember that guy that told that other guy to go outside and dry the grass off with a leaf blower? I do. That was pretty stupid. Because we had a party here, and uh, the, the, the it had just rained, and we couldn't have the tent back there with uh, with rain, so mm-hmm. uh, took out a leaf blower and started blowing the grass off. I think it worked. Actually, it didn't. It was still a, a mud pit back there. Oh, well, maybe it was using a wrong size uh, <laughs> wrong size leaf blower. Or maybe it was just a stupid idea to begin with. Uh, and then that other guy that came up with that MILF contest. Yes. Mother... That- I told you this, right? <laughs> he, <laughs> it was this boss we had, and he was like, he was mad. He was mad at me. He didn't like me because he couldn't seem to uh, penetrate you two, right? You know, it, it was like one of these things. Well, like, oh, and, and and frankly, we didn't want any penetration. No, matter of fact, when the boss leaves you alone, that's probably the best. That's the best scenario. That's the best gift you can give me. Yeah, but this guy wanted to be involved, and he really didn't need to be involved. And but he tried to be involved, and then he was uh, he was mad the one day, and then he was asking me, uh, "We need to come up with a Mother's Day contest." And I said, "Why don't we uh, have a MILF contest? Uh, Mother, I'd like to flower, and then we'll get a flower shop to give flowers to whoever's mom is." Oh yeah, very creative. (laughs) It was a dumb idea, and I didn't mean for it to be anything because (laughs) I was just. Kind yeah. of gaslighting him, you know what I mean? I sure. was just like, whatever, dude. Well, he put it together, and he came up with it, and one person entered the contest. Oh. And one person won the flowers. Oh, well, See, it was meant to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the best ideas come yeah. out of total exasperation. And sometimes your biggest mistakes help at least one person. And, and, and if and one person did. can get flowers for a year, yeah. that it will have been worth I, the gaslighting. I just like the guy who had to send in a sexy pic of his own mother to show <laughs> off. <laughs> Check out my mom. Isn't she hot? Wouldn't you like to flower her? <laughs> oh, my ah, God. Good times. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be sunny with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's 855 and Metallica with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. We already gave away that, uh, that Thunderbird prize pack, but uh-huh. if you're a Thunderbirds fan, Rock 102 is giving you the chance to go to a Springfield Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly. Second prize What's the is you get prize? to go to two games yeah, with Pat Kelly. What? <laughs> enter, enter at rock102.com. Yeah. By the end of the day on October 22nd for your chance to win, five winners and their guests will join Pat Saturday, October 28th to watch the Springfield Thunderbirds take on Providence. It's your chance to go to a Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly. Remember, it's with Pat Kelly. So you got to be sure you want to go from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I thought the Thunderbirds were doing well. I didn't think they needed to stoop to that level to get a promotion. Well, I mean, he is the former house announcer for the uh, Thunderbirds. Yes, but is no longer the house announcer. So uh, would you really want to be promoting a guy sitting next to him for a whole game? You know, what can I say? There's all kinds of strange mysteries of which there are no answers. Uh, Listen... 
as I'm talking to Marty back and forth here on, on texting, it, it's not that you can only get the tickets tonight for the dinner show that's $20 for comedy and a show at the Loft Comedy Club in Chicago. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. No, I haven't. It's not that you have to buy tickets ahead of time. Yeah. But it might be a good idea, but you can still buy them at the door. Yeah. But seating is limited. That's the kind of the point that I'm trying to drive home here. But don't let that turn you away. Come on out to the show. Oh, it's good. It's going to be uh, jammed and a lot of fun. Yeah. Loads of laughs, and of course, uh, you know, Chef Jeff and uh, Chef Larry have put together a delicious buffet, and it's all for twenty bucks. Listen, we can make everybody stand. Everybody stand and eat spaghetti and uh, pasta, <laughs> meatballs. I've done that before. Yeah, it hadn't been a real big problem. No, it might get on your shirt a little bit. Just bring a bib with you. Listen, you know, it's a Thursday night out in Chicopee. Yeah. You think you're going to be the only one with a meatball stain on your shirt? I don't think so. Actually, I think that's that's one of the requirements. You have to have a meatball stain on your shirt in order to get inside the Loft Comedy Club. Uh, for the Thursday night shows. The, yeah, the right. weekend shows where the bigger comedians come yeah, in. Wear, I, I, wear a clean shirt. Yeah, or a tuxedo. <laughs> it's, it's a black tie affair. You're right. Exactly. Right. It's 858 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 